Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 144 of Rain Delay Radio, a baseball podcast. Hey, if you have not listened to our uh, Division Series preview that came out on Friday, that was a mega-sized episode, uh, two and a half hours nearly. Go back and listen to that. Uh, there's still plenty of Division Series to go, although some things have already gone out of date, so, uh, you know, listen for those. Uh, but uh, we, I promise we're going to have a short news episode here. Uh, it's probably going to go long because there's actually a lot more news than I expected. Uh, joining me to talk about the news, as so often happens, it's Pat. How's it going, Pat? What's up? Pretty good. Pretty good day. Feeling good. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, pretty good yesterday, too, right? Was uh, nerve-wracking yesterday, but pretty good, all in all. It's nice to have a day off right after game one, just to be like, you know, catch your breath, like, get a moment. <laughs> you yeah, know? and it also helped that, like, the Eagles game was, like, stress-free. Like, they played good football, and yeah. I didn't stress over that one. I, uh, um... Richardson is the Rams, so you can be happy. There you go. There we go. That's uh, as as uh, as you know, I root for whoever is playing the Rams that week. Um, I uh, I started uh, Anthony Richardson in my fantasy league this week. Oh no! I'm so sorry. (laughs) Did not go well. Uh, On the plus side, my other quarterback was Dak Prescott, who's also not having a good night. So it's not like I lost out on a bunch of points. I did, however, bench Zach Moss, who wet ape. And I'm, yeah. I'm bummed that I did that. But I think uh, with the week that Dak had also, I don't think I had a shot anyway. So I feel much better now knowing that Dak Prescott also had a bad night. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's that's it for football talk. Let's talk baseball talk. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, division series and where they're at so far. But first, let's talk about the surprising amount of news there's been this week. Uh, first off, let's start with not really news, but just sort of more reporting on this, uh, which is that MLB uh, has, you know, their sources somewhere are saying that uh, MLB is eyeing the expansion and that Montreal is up there in terms of, you know, teams that they're, you know, or cities that they're looking at. Um, not a huge surprise, although I think a lot of folks have written off Montreal, um, you know, and, and started moving toward the idea of Charlotte and, uh, and like Nashville and those areas, um, yeah. which is still possible, you know, I guess it depends on what the Oakland situation is and, and all that stuff. I think potentially, the Rays figuring out their stadium situation made Montreal an opening, whereas, you know, the threat had been that the Rays were moving to Montreal, and that seems to have been sated by them getting a stadium. So Montreal's back on the table. Yeah, uh, I'm interested to see how this goes. I mean, I'd love to see those old Expos uniforms come back. and They're beautiful, man. Yeah, you know, I just... They're I actually the just most gorgeous uniforms in baseball. I just ordered from DH Gate a, a, a Larry Walker Expos jersey because I was like, nice. I just, you know, I, I actually been I've been thinking about it for years, and I just I think I actually had ordered one off like AliExpress like six or seven years ago, and then my order got canceled, and I was like, you know what, maybe it's a sign to not get it, and now yeah. I'm like, okay, time's up, signs over, time to get it. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm gonna get a Pedro Martinez or a Vlad one, but I want the pinstripe jerseys because I yeah. thought those were the really nice ones the pinstripes are nice I, li- I i like the 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 baby blue road jerseys that's that's my 
my preference. And then Larry Walker, obviously Cardinals legend. So that's yeah. why I go with Larry there. But um, yeah, so the, the, the word is that they're, you know, quote unquote, high level executives could see the process of expanding to 32 teams beginning in the next 12 to 18 months. Um, you know, obviously Oakland is getting the, the rough end of the stick here, unfortunately. Yeah. But, I thought okay. Vegas would be an expansion team. Right. But then people are talking about, you know, a situation where Oakland now gets an expansion team and it's a, you know, kind of like a Brown situation uh, where, you know, or, or a Hornet situation um, yeah. uh, in, in basketball. Um, so, you know, the, the, there's still hope for Oakland yet, <laughs> but uh, my, I, I most of our friends who are Oakland fans and some of our friends who have uh, who have decided to finally shed Oakland fandom, uh, uh, frack chief among them, uh, are are tired of hearing about all this um, and, and are just like, you know what, I'm moving on. I'm done with with Oakland. But, you know, I, I don't remember if we talked about it on, on the podcast at all. I'm sure we have at some point. But uh, Joe Lacob, who, who owns the Warriors, and I know Warble talked about it in our Angels episode. Yeah. Um, because uh, he was interested in buying the Angels from Marty Moreno. He's interested in buying the A's from uh, John Fisher. Uh, and I would not be surprised, you know, if they decide, if MLB decides to expand and Oakland's in consideration, there's, I would say, a 99% chance that Joe Lacob is, uh, you know, is there for, at the forefront of an Oakland bid. Yeah. my So one of these days we'll have to do an episode where I go over my dream for expansion, but... If this is happening, my two preferred locations are Salt Lake City, because I think they'd be able to support the fan base. And sure. my second choice, which is a pipe dream, probably not going to happen, but San Juan, Puerto Rico would be yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. And expand, expanding to, you know, to someplace like Puerto Rico or even Mexico has, you know, like th- those are definitely locations that have been considered. You know, the Expos played in San Juan, right? Like yeah. yep. that's. So there's certainly there's certainly possible. I think uh, I think my preference is at this point Oakland and Montreal because they deserve to have their teams back. Um, uh, But but I I also, you know, if not for the Oakland Montreal situations, then certainly, yeah, someplace like uh, like San Juan or or Salt Lake or or Nashville um, or Charlotte. Like those those are all locations that I think can support it. but yeah, we'll, we'll, we will keep an eye on expansion talk. I mean, this has been happening for a while, but I think... I think there's know, actual heat to the rumor now. It feels like there's actual heat to the rumor, and yeah, it, 32 just makes sense, you know? Yeah. That, like, that's reasonable. But, like, the other leagues are talking about expansion a lot as well, even the ones that are yeah. already at 32. You know, NHL has just expanded to 32. Um, and they're the, talking going back to Atlanta now. Yeah, they're talking about that. NBA is talking about adding 33 and 34. So like, oh, please go back to Seattle. And if, I mean, Seattle is feels like so a guarantee. Seattle and Pittsburgh. It feels like Seattle and second location. I am yeah. personally pulling for St. Louis because I and I made a whole TikTok about this. You can go check it out on my TikTok. Um, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, Pat, but I'll send it to you tonight. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I obviously I'm pulling for St. Louis, but um, you know, there's there's other cities that make sense, but Seattle number one with a bullet. Yeah. It's going to be Vegas, and it sucks, but. <laughs> Hate it. I'm Maybe so tired. Of, I'm so tired of fascination with Vegas for a team. I know. I know, and and I don't. I 
you know, Vegas obviously did really well with the uh, with the Knights. I just Whoa. see them supporting three or four teams. Like the the Knights kind of came in at an imperfect, perfect situation in that they came in and then the Vegas strip shooting happened, and yeah. that gave the team an identity to rally yeah. around. And by the way, if you want to hear more about uh, talk about Vegas, the the A's move to Vegas and 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 the Knights and stuff like that, uh, I did an episode with uh, with my buddy Chris uh, a while back. I don't remember exactly the episode number, but you can go back and find that one. And we talked quite a bit about uh, Vegas as a fan base and uh, and stuff like that. So uh, take a listen to that one. Um, but his his general takeaway there was that you know. Uh, most people in Vegas have their team yeah. <laughs> and they're not really like nobody's clamoring to support a new team in Vegas. So I don't yeah. know, you know, whereas, whereas hockey, there were not like a lot of hockey fans in Vegas. Everybody came in. They're like, great time to be a Knights fan. Right. But like the Raiders did not get that same kind of support. And I don't think the A's will either, but we'll see. All right. Moving on uh, to some, uh, some, people who are moving on uh let's uh let's talk about uh first billy epler who i think we mentioned him briefly uh in uh in the nl east division series uh, uh preview uh yeah. on friday uh but billy epler uh is out as mets gm officially he resigned is under investigation for misusing the il um I don't, again, I remember if that was in the episode or if it was just us talking beforehand or afterwards, but uh, uh, we definitely went through and tried to figure out like who possibly <laughs> did they misuse the IL with? Because I don't understand everybody who seems to have gone on the IL in the last couple years either was very clearly injured or went on the IL for a max of like 10 days. So I don't know. Who knows? Um, but Epler's out. Uh, that's after they already fired Showalter, so they don't have a general manager or... Uh, manager, <laughs> they, they got an they open go house in, in in Queens. Yep. Um, wh- what a mess of an organization. <laughs> they, boy, it really seemed a couple years ago. I mean, like I don't know. You know, Cohen comes in and it felt like okay, maybe Cohen's gonna do make the moves, but I think Cohen turned out to be maybe too hands on of an owner, which uh, right. Never works out. <laughs> no, no, it, it never does. It's yeah. not good. And there was a report because we talked about um, we talked about Bucks firing last week, and there was a report that uh, uh, Pete Alonso was so mad when he heard about it that he like had to be talked out of going to talk to Steve Cohen. Like he was ready yeah. to go and march up to Steve Cohen and like get in his face about firing Buck, uh, and he had to, he like, he got talked out of it. But like like I said last week, like Buck was a player's manager. The players loved him. Lindor loved him. Alonso loved him. Like the faces of the franchise were big Buck Showalter fans, and like giving him an unceremonious firing like it's it doesn't feel like the season was his fault you know i I just just a weird weird decision and i feel like it's going to turn out to be you know and not that buck showalter is the best manager in the world we talked about this last week but it feels like it's going to turn out to be a worse decision to fire him than it would have been to just let him lower it out the one more year and then let him re-retire you know and just be like hey buck why don't you just retire again (laughs) like it's cool you know but whatever uh speaking of uh owners that are so hands-on that they destroy their ball club uh the anaheim angels the los angeles angels of anaheim the los angeles angels 
who don't play in Los Angeles, uh, they have fired. Uh, uh, also, they fired their manager Phil Nevin and assistant GM Alex Taman, who uh, or Taman, who was Perry Manasian's right hand man, is also out. Uh, Perry. As far as we've heard, is still with the club for now. Um, theoretically, still sticking around, but uh, uh, that's a real clear enough house as well. They, I mean, the manager and the AGM. And again, Phil Nevin probably not a great manager, but firing the AGM is interesting because it seems like the AGM and and Perry were good friends, got along together. Like it doesn't. I don't think that it was Manasian's choice to fire Tamman. You know. Yeah, it didn't seem like it. it. Seemed like this is once again ownership meddling and things they shouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's so it's interesting to fire the AGM and like keep the GM around. Like that's you know when when the Red Sox because I don't I don't know if we talked about this or not um, because the Red Sox fired Chaim Bloom and said they were keeping Brian O'Halloran around and then announced that O'Halloran is now the VP of Baseball Ops or whatever. Um, so essentially, O'Halloran got a promotion out of um, out of Bloom's firing, which is you know cool, like good for Brian O'Halloran. Um, no no problem yeah executive vice president of baseball operations so like hey good good for him he gets to be the the top man there um uh, at least for now um but firing an agm theoretically going over the head of the gm to fire the agm but keeping the gm around I just, I, just, I don't understand it. Like, I don't understand no, what that it makes is. no sense. <laughs> like, what, what, what does the AGM do? <laughs> like, right. you know, and not that it's a nothing job, but like, it's not like the AGM is making all of the wrong moves. Like, if you're going to fire, like, if I get firing a GM, it, I don't get firing an AGM. It feels like to me, if you've ever watched The Office, uh, David Wallace choosing to fire Dwight instead of uh, Michael Scott. Like, sure. That's literally what it feels like to me. Yeah. Yeah. You're firing uh, the assistant to the general manager. <laughs> exactly. Except for, for all appearances, you know, Perry Manasian is, is better than Michael. Like, Perry, like, yeah. you know, Perry Manasian doesn't seem to be bad at his job. Like, no, not at all. And this is something that, that that Warble said. You know, Warble said it in the podcast, and he said it as well when when Nevin's in that, uh, firing got announced. And I'll, and I'll quote him pretty much directly here. I'll, I'm going to cut out one thing that he said. Um, but uh, he said Perry Manasian has been a good GM, who, in my opinion, has been really good at drafting talent. It's not his fault that the president of the club is butt buddies with Artie Moreno. It's not his fault the training and scouting staff is still bare bones. But knowing Artie, he's going to fire Perry and hire some new guy to be left to pick up the pieces again. And we're just going to keep on winning 72 games every year. And Artie's just never going to learn his lesson and then he'll die and then and only then will i have hope for this team uh, <laughs> uh warble very eloquent when he's talking about how much he hates that he loves the angels um but uh yeah i mean it's it's that kind of situation where like it doesn't seem like perry manation has really been doing a bad job it just feels like Artie moreno decided he needs to fire somebody he doesn't want to fire perry so he's going to fire perry's number two but that doesn't seem like it is a good thing like doesn't seem like Perry wants to fire his number two. So, like, what are we doing here? Right. 
I just don't get it. It, it makes no sense. Uh, reportedly also, uh, and this ties in now with the Mets news as well, they're really tied together. I mean, these two teams, the, the Angels and the Mets, kind of feel tied together in a number of ways, right? The number two team in their market and the two biggest media markets in America both seem largely cursed, like they cannot figure out how to run a team, both with owners that are medley, do everything, and they might both be the two most recent jobs of Buck Showalter, who uh, has expressed his interest in the Angels job, uh, which uh, is uh, reportedly not a job that a lot of people want. Um, so, man, it uh, seems, <laughs> seems not entirely unlikely that Buck Showalter is managing Mike Trout next year. No, it wouldn't be shocking. Well, if Trout's there. Well, I think Trout will be there next year. Um, Maybe. I, you know, because Trout has a full no trade clause and picks his spot. I don't know. Maybe they trade him in the offseason. I don't I don't know. We'll see. But uh, uh, what a what a mess. <laughs> the, these two fan bases deserve better. You know, that's yeah, that they do. They truly yeah. do. Yeah. Um. Anyway, let's let's move on to another fan base that maybe deserves better. Uh, uh, the Miami Marlins, whose uh, ace Sandy Alcantara uh, had Tommy John surgery after the end of the season here from Dr. Keith Meister and will miss all of 2024. Theoretically, if he's having it right at the end of the season here, he should probably be back maybe late spring training or, or maybe all of spring training of 2025. Um, yeah. Certainly getting it done at the end of the season is, is you know, the way to miss the least time, but a full season for sure. Oh, definitely. Um, and Sandy, you know, had his ups and downs this season uh, for sure. And uh, I wonder how much of that was that that torn, torn UCL uh, causing that issue. Because um, he, you know, before that, for the years before that, he was as reliable as they come as far as us starting as an ace comes, you know, obviously won the Cy Young in 2022 and then had a really rough start to 2023, you know, right? picked it up a little bit, but like certainly not what you expect out of a guy like that. And, you know, now knowing that he was probably playing a good chunk of that season hurt um, certainly makes it make a lot more sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, but sucks to, to lose him for the year. And then obviously the first year after Tommy John is not great either. So 2026 is probably the first, you know, good Alcantara year. That'll be when we get him back. Uh, and, uh, that will be a contract year for him as well. So and they have, a, they have a team option for 2027. Yeah. Uh, so it'll either, and it's, it's a pretty cheap option. So I'll probably fish 2027 as well. Um, uh, for the Marlins and then 2028, who knows? But that's Sandy Alcantara. Uh, and then another player who will theoretically be back next year, uh, Joseph Daniel Votto. Uh, Joey Votto said, I want to play again at least one more year. Uh, added that he wants to play for the Reds, but would consider playing elsewhere if they want to move on. Uh, we talked a bit about Votto in, I think, was it last episode or the week before? Something like that? Yeah. Um, uh, I felt like it was the end with the speech he gave, but... Yeah. Maybe it's the end in Cincy. Right. And and it just, like I said last time, it felt like, hey, this is, if if this is the end, goodbye. But 
you know, I'd be yeah. down to be back, you know. And and like we said on paper, it makes sense for the Reds to bring Votto back. He's a great veteran presence. He right. is a great clubhouse guy. He, you know, acts as basically another coach. Um, and if you can, you know, they're a team that could potentially make it deep into the playoffs next year. And right. if you can, if you can get Votto a ring, then you know, maybe it'll all be worth it. So uh, I think we all kind of hope he goes back to the Reds. We all kind of want to see, you know, Joey Votto be a lifelong Red. Um, Joey Votto, you are a Toronto Blue Jay. You know, there's that possibility as well. You know, they certainly they certainly could use a first baseman who knows how to play baseball. They certainly could. Yeah, yeah. Um, But all crossing our fingers for the reds i think yeah uh, <laughs> I, definitely i'm certainly uh as theoretically Votto's agent in the sim is certainly going to do my best to uh to keep him uh on the reds right but uh, but we'll see i did the same thing like three years ago with uh with wainwright and uh cory who was cory gm who was the gm of the uh of the cardinals at the time was just not having it. Uh, he ended up signing a minor league contract with the Braves in the Sims. because I was like, if he's not going to have the Cardinals, then it'll be the Braves because that's his hometown yeah. club and team who drafted him. Uh, and then he had an incredible season and finished like sixth in Cy Young voting. And I was like, see, Corey, this is what happens. This is what happens when you don't listen to the fans. Um, so anyway. <laughs> uh well that is it for the uh quick news hits let's do some very quick division series recaps um starting with the rangers taking game one and two of the alds from the orioles um i don't think that's the biggest shock um although the orioles had been obviously a very good team they won like 102 games this year yeah um uh the rangers had that momentum and magic you know it just it it not shocked and the Orioles pitching was not their strongest suit and like we said I think at some point that uh, that is the thing that gets exposed so when we did our preview for the ALDS Frack and I mentioned that like if the Rangers hit they would be able to take advantage of this Baltimore pitching staff and they yeah. are and man Evan Carter is a freak like he <laughs> Dude, is Evan Carter is the, Randy he Rosarino, is right? Yeah. so good yeah yeah, man, Evan Carter like feels like he came out of nowhere. I like had not. Well, he was heard- a top prospect. Yeah, I mean, obviously he was a top prospect, right? But like he like because he was he was also a a uh, September call up rookie, you know. So yes. it's just like it just doesn't feel like you know th- those guys generally are not the 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 story of the postseason. Right. Um, uh, and uh, Evan Carter is <laughs> so yep. like very very cool for him to come up and he's twenty years old. Like it's just like or twenty one. Like he yeah. turned one forty days ago. <laughs> like yeah, uh, insane, incredible. Uh, he turned he turned 21 uh, nine days before being called up to the majors on September 8th of this year yep. uh, and is just like cruising through the postseason um, in, in a way that like, you know, no. Uh, <laughs> what's who's the last 21 year old to have a postseason like this? You know, if we, <laughs> if only oh, we had a lot of sports bureau on on speed dial, but uh, like <laughs> it doesn't happen often is, all, is what I'll say. No, like only one I could think of is maybe Bryce. I don't know if he played in the playoffs at twenty one. I forget if they uh, made it that year. I think no, uh, Bryce, he did. Yeah, he did. Oh, that was when he went. That was when he went ape against the Giants. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. And he, and he, uh, yeah, because he didn't have a great uh, NLDS against the Cardinals in 2012, but he did yeah. have a good one in, in 2014 against the Giants, although the Nationals did lose that one. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just, it doesn't happen often, especially doesn't happen often from guys who were in, you know, I think double A to start the season. Right. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I, he might have been in rookie ball to start the season. No, really? uh, no, no, he wasn't. He played in rookie ball this year. I don't know if that was like a rehab assignment or something. Um, but it might have been because he got hurt and that was what the latest call up. Yeah, but he played most of the season in double A, eight games in triple A, yeah. 23 games in the majors. And then and he crushed those 23 games in the majors, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. What an incredible talent. He's good. A guy who we're going to see for the next 20 years. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, Astros took game one of the ALDS. Is game two over yet? It, oh, let's see here. Uh, it is. Twins. Yes, the, the Astros picked up two runs in the bottom of the eighth, but it wasn't enough to fell the the Minnesota Twins, uh, who had six runs. I think this is their first victory in an ALDS game in some number. It's the of, World Series. Yes, it was 90, 91. <laughs> Uh, a long long time ago i think 91 was the twins and 92 was the blue jays but yeah something like 92 93 blue jays went back to back yeah yeah um oh no no they they won uh 2002 their last uh 2004 they won one game in the alds oh okay Uh, well that's that's the last time they have won an alds game um was 2004 and then they also won one in 2003 and actually won the alds in 2002 so yeah. Um, but uh, they're looking for their second ALDS win since 2004 uh, this week. Um, going back to Minnesota. Going back to Minnesota. You know, uh, I talked about this in our preview with uh, with Phil and Lewis, which if you haven't listened again, go back and listen to that. And it's great. It was great to have Phil and Lewis back on. Who have oh, my God, so was long. it? That was fantastic. So that was, that was awesome. That, that's why I insist. I really wanted to make sure to take that one because I was like, yeah, these two dudes. I've been on this podcast with these guys for like three years now. You know, it's like, yeah, we really need to be like, talk to them. Um, but uh, yeah, like. You know, the, the fact that the Twins were able to take one from the Astros in Houston is huge. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and you know, uh, Lewis was talking about how raucous the crowd was in Minnesota for the wildcard series and how that might end up being a huge positive for them here coming into the division. It'll, it'll be interesting. I don't Houston's not a team that I think is going to get rattled by that. I mean, they didn't get rattled by Philly last year. I don't it's think true. they're going to get rattled by no, Minnesota. No, I I don't know if they're going to get rattled by it, but I think that the Twins might feed off of it. Oh, like, 100%. In that way. Like, it'll be good for the Twins. more. Than, whereas, like, the Rays, right? Like, you know, if there had been fans in Tampa Bay during that Rays-Rangers series, it might have gone the other direction. Who knows? It might right? have, yeah. Um, uh, so I think, I think the Twins uh, might feed off of that. And then, you know, Carl Correa, like we talked about quite a bit, and 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 Correa, you know, had has moments in in this, uh, in these uh, game two as well, and it's just like it really, you know, maybe this might be the Twins here. You know, this, I uh, I don't remember what my prediction was. So I um, didn't, I didn't make any predictions here. Um, so we'll go back to Rangers Orioles real quick. I do think Rangers are going to close that out. Um, yeah, I did. I think the Rangers might sweep. I think this might be the worst AL East year ever. Yeah, they, I don't think the AL East is going to win a single playoff game. I didn't. I didn't get to make a prediction for Twins Astros, but my head has been saying Twins win the series. 
Yeah, I, I don't remember what prediction I made. Um, I think I might have. Oh, you know what? I think I was I was gonna go Twins. I was ready to go Twins at the last moment. I changed my mind and went Astros, yeah. and I said all this. Um, but the Twins winning this game, I think, really pushes things in their favor, and which now becomes uh, a home field advantage for them, right? Because right. now they have two in, in Minnesota and one, only one in Houston. If if it gets to Game Five, right. so that difference it becomes the difference maker. Um, my my reasoning for Astros was I think that the Astros have all these guys who have been there yeah. and all of their like the reason that the Astros struggled this season a little bit more and, and, you know, ed, like base, barely edged their way into the playoffs is because they had injuries yeah. and the guys who were injured are back, you know, guys like Altuve were injured for a bunch, big chunks of the season. So um, I just, uh, I just but, don't think the Astros pitching is as good as it, as it was last yeah. year. And that showed no, I, in I this, yeah. this game. Yeah. I like, yeah, this yeah. is the Carlos Correa revenge series. I think, I think the twins are taking this. At this point, I think I am switching to twins. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting too, because the, the, you know, the AL wildcard, the wild, the twins wildcard series ended with Jose Barrios watching his former team celebrate on the field. Yeah. And the AL DS might end with Carlos Correa celebrating in front of his former team. Yeah. Uh, possibly, so in they, Houston. Possib- possibly in Houston, if it goes to five games. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, uh, but but I am shifting my prediction now to Twins after they after they have won a game now now that it's now that it's knotted up. Um, yeah. uh, but it could still it could still go the other way. You know the Twins are still an inexperienced squad comparatively to the Astros. Yeah. Um, the real surprise here: the Diamondbacks stunned the Dodgers in Game One. Stun is uh, Pat's word here, but it's it's the right word. <laughs> You're not wrong here. It was nine nothing in the second inning. Like Kershaw, first ever pitcher to allow five straight hits and runs without recording it out in the playoffs. I think he did record one out yeah, at the end he did. Uh, before getting pulled. But like, I mean, and and uh, Jiggy was in shambles. Uh, <laughs> he was not he happy. Was not happy. Still not happy. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, you know, the Dodgers pitching, we talked about this. The Dodgers pitching staff is not the Dodgers pitching staff of old. It's not as strong as it has been in the past. If Kershaw is going to get rocked like this, uh, boy, things don't look great for the Dodgers. (laughs) Like, man, you've uh, got to rely on Bobby Miller and Lance Lynn now. And that, yeah. And Bobby Miller is is very good. He's great. Right. But like, you know, relying it, on Lance Lynn, I don't like. Yeah, it just it doesn't. It's not looking great for the Dodgers. Like you need to win that first. You know that first game sets the tone. Yeah, right. It's 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 the table setter and and losing it in in such a spectacular fashion too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Is uh is yeah does not bode well. Um. We'll see. We'll we'll see. We'll we'll see what uh what happens here. But uh but you know it, it it certainly got a lot tougher for the Dodgers than than I think anybody really expected it would be you know obviously I and and hack predicted Diamondbacks and and Jiggy was being a bit of a Dodgers doomer but uh I you know I I, I don't think anybody I mean nobody expected Kershaw to give up five runs no absolutely <laughs> not you know like that doesn't happen no you know um, but then, you know, especially for the Dodgers, you know, they had an off day today, which is good for them, but to, to yeah. use up so much of their bullpen in, in that series, in that game by losing Kershaw like that, it's a big hit. Yeah. It's a big hit. That sucks. It's not what you want. No. No. 
And then, Pat, finally, the well, Phillies. Let's go. Let's, let's shut go. Shut out Braves in game one. The shut first out. home shot out to Atlanta all season. Yep. Uh, uh, that just, was just an absolute brilliant yeah. masterclass by Rob Thompson in managing and the way he navigated not only Ranger Suarez, but the whole bullpen through this game. Unbelievable. Just masterful. Yeah. Yeah, and like I mean, a strong like I think that's basically what you said, right? You need a strong game from Suarez, and Suarez only pitched three and two three thirds innings. It's the playoff. Yeah, you can you know you can do that kind of thing where where you're you're bringing bullpens in and and using them a lot more so more this heavily. Is, and- this is interesting. Rob Thompson told everyone but Ranger, "Hey, Ranger's going to have a short leash with the off day. We're managing this game like a game seven. and he did, yeah. and it worked. Like it was. A masterclass. He pushed and, all the right know, buttons. And, and, and what it's worth for what it's worth, like it's not like the Braves threw a bad game, no. right? Strider, Strider seven innings, strong, one earned, two runs, one earned, yep. um, uh, eight strikeouts, two walks, and then AJ Minter came in and gave up a, a run right away. But like for the for the most part, the the Braves had a really good game, but you know the the hitting was not there which is a huge show we talked quite a lot about the hitting <laughs> you know and for this team for this team that is such a strong offense to do well i think <laughs> i mentioned i mentioned you know, in in our preview five hits the whole game yeah i mentioned in our preview the braves do not hit high velocity well and the mm-hmm. phillies have like nothing but high velocity relievers yeah yeah yeah, that's true. So coming in and, and having the relief core like make that big impact, it, it's kind of shocking to kind of expect that, you know, Nolan Wheeler might end up giving more runs uh, than the Ranger Suarez start. But taking the game in, in Atlanta, like you said in the in the preview, right, that's the important thing to do. Yeah. Take one game in Atlanta, bring that series to have two games in Philly. And that Philly crowd is it's the Philly crowd. And the right? fact we know that it was Philly game crowd. one in the Spencer Strider start that we took. Like, yep. they've got good numbers against Max Freed. Yeah. So, and, like, shout out Braves fans for uh, throwing trash on the field. Like, real, real, cla- game, real, real classy. Yeah. You know, but, of uh, course, which, if this was in Philadelphia, way, uh, uh, it would be a national story. Of- yeah, she, well, yeah, exactly. Well, shades of uh, of you know the 2012 wild card game where they did the same thing again over a controversial call, right? It was yeah. the that was the infield fly call. This was the catcher's interference call. Uh, but I think I think some you know Braves fans don't get the bad rap that sometimes they may have actually earned. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like feel like like not to say you should crap on Braves fans, right? But but no, Phillies fans. Yeah bad rap and i'm I'm not i'm not going to say they shouldn't i'm not going to say they should i'm just saying phillies fans get a bad rap but i think like braves fans have done a lot of the things that people call out phillies fans for having done that 2012 game was chipper jones's last game like sure Sure. cool no i get it that's how chipper jones's career ends you throw trash at him throwing trash on the field exactly yeah i mean there's like you know, it, it's I, I I don't want to disparage all Braves fans. Right. It just it, it, like it just feels sometimes, you know, and like as a Cardinals fan myself. Right. Like yeah. there's that there's the best fan St. Louis Twitter account. Right. And it's just like it feels like sometimes 
fan bases get painted with a broad brush and sometimes fan bases that maybe deserve to get painted with a broad brush don't get that broad brush I mean, and i wonder why we know three really great brace fans but yeah like yeah absolutely and and, and, and actually what, what i should say i i think I, I misspoke there i don't think any fan does, fan base deserves to get painted with a broad brush yeah. however it is frustrating when your fan base gets painted with a broad brush and then you watch other fan bases do that oh, same thing dude, and they don't get painted with that broad dude, brush. <laughs> we, we wear the scumbag uh, notation as a badge of honor. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. But I, I uh, feel good about this series now. Um, I'm, not, I'm not counting Atlanta out. This is nowhere near over. They could still turn this on, on our heads, but... Getting game one and feels was, good. Was with the off days, it was like Wheeler or Nola might pitch game four, right? So if it goes, Ranger would pitch game four again, which would probably okay. be another Rob Thompson bullpen game. Sure. Um, yeah. But, and then Wheeler game five if it goes back to Atlanta. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how to feel, man. I, I'm just. <laughs> My my heart is still saying, you know, Phillies, man. But, like, there's that pit in my gut that's like, man, the Braves could still turn this around just with how historic that lineup was. But that 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 tone that was set, especially with, like, everything that happened in that game with the trash and everything, is great for the Phillies. Yeah, that, that is true. That is true. Um, for scheduling purposes, I hope all these series end quickly because yes. uh, that's going to make it a lot. It's going to make it a lot easier to schedule the the, the, <laughs> the, the championship uh, series stuff. Series yeah, because yeah. uh, boy, uh, I, I don't think I actually talked about it uh, on the episode last week, but I had scheduled the uh, aside from the Phillies Brave segment, which we did on Thursday, the other three segments I scheduled in a three thirty-minute segments in an hour and a half block on. Uh, Friday night yeah. from six to six to seven thirty central time, and like was just trying to get to them back to back to back, and then like you know as things happen, right? Like somebody was late to the first segment, yeah. the second segment turned out to like work out okay, and then the third segment, like because because the first like, like the second segment went long, so then because the third and second segment, like I you know started twenty minutes late, and then also Frack like had to delay a little bit, so like and Pat, uh, I think I, I did say like Pat really saved me by like being. Being available to like pinch hit last minute yep. um to uh to take on that uh that rangers Orioles segment so i really appreciate that um but uh boy that was that was <laughs> it was a feat of scheduling i'll say it was that was not to deal with it um, certainly was so so let's uh i just i'm really hoping nothing here goes to a game five that's all i'm saying yeah, me too <laughs> i would like this to end in three personally let's let's yeah. let's have a good start for yeah, wheeler especially, tomorrow especially the, especially the nl series even if the al series go to a five that still gives me all of uh saturday to schedule yeah um, let's, the nl series that means that's got to get, get done between <laughs> saturday night and like sunday evening yeah and just like oh god oh god <laughs> i'm hyperventilating thinking about it yeah let's have a good start uh, from wheeler tomorrow and get that win and then uh, clinching nola Who's just Absolutely. like unbelievable in clinchers? Let's let's get it done. No Phillies, sorry, Dylan. <laughs> sorry, Dylan. But you you had your Chiefs this year. You had the Braves yep. two years ago. It's it's PJD's time. It's my time. It's Pat's time. There we go. There we go. Yeah, this year it's gonna be Phillies, Eagles. Listen, and, I'll, uh, I'll take Phillies. I I don't care if I don't see the Eagles win a championship. Give me this Phillies team. Eagles are good this year, right? Oh, dude, they're five and up. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it's deja, uh, it's deja vu to last year again. 
the Sixers are a bigger mess than the Mets. Um, so that's nothing's happening there. Um, and we don't and, talk uh, about the Flyers. Exactly. The so swing. you got the Phillies, you got the Eagles. It, it can still be a good year, you know? <laughs> um, if, the, well, if the Phillies at, win this year, I won't ask for anything for another 10 years. There you go. Um, all right, Pat. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. We actually did manage to keep it short, under we 40 did. minutes. That's a shock. We did. Uh, that may be the only time that you and I have ever gone under 40 minutes. It's impressive. In- including including the I've, what was supposed to be. A I've never had segment. this problem before. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> listen, shrinkage happens to a lot of men. Right? <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> uh, hey, folks, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, Rain Delay Radio is produced by Lewis. My name is... I'm I hosted this episode. I also edited it. Uh, Pat joined me for this episode. Our theme music was composed by Chuck Leese. Rain Delay Radio releases every Monday morning at 1 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, but we're going to next week, we're probably going to come out on Sunday morning and just have one episode and not two for the weekend because that just feels like too much. But uh, I wanted to get the news out for this one. So we will have our regular episode a day early. You know, playoffs always knock this into whack. Um, but uh, we will we will have that you next Sunday morning, uh, all about the National League and American League Championship Series. Until then, uh, go watch baseball. <laughs> Bye. Um, let's, uh, let's move on. Talk about some, let's talk about some firings. Oh God. (laughs) Are you hearing this? I hear the router. It sounds like the router is unhappy. My, my, I have, uh, an Amazon echo flex plugged into my wall that I like really only ever use for audible audio books. And I don't even, I don't even really need to do that anymore because I was Chromecast. And that's the thing that was going off. And it's so far away from me that I can't even just like unplug it and tell it to shut up. Nice. All right.